Friday here in the Exxon, and welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, and Mutual Broadcast Network. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And for what is happening on the Exxon TV channel that is exclusive to Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. My guest this hour is a young lady we've had the pleasure of having on the show before. Her name is Dr. Shelley Kerr, and uh, the good doctor is in Dallas, Texas. Now, Shelley has worked with thousands of people around the world, helping them to achieve greater peace and happiness in their lives. A world-renowned past-life regressionist, Dr. Shelley's method of combining energy work with hypnosis has been endorsed by numerous leaders in the field of consciousness, including near-death experience pioneer Dr. Raymond Moody and Dr. Brian Weiss. She received her doctorate of philosophy in Paris Psychic Science from the American Institute of Holistic Theology, in 2001. Joining me now is a good friend of the Exxon, Dr. Shelley Karen. Dr. Shelley, welcome back to the Exxon. Rob, it is a complete joy to be with you. I'm so happy to speak with you this evening. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's great having you with us, Dr. Shelley. First of all, I always like asking uh, guests uh, how COVID has affected them in the last couple of years. It's been a very interesting journey, um, I think for everyone, very unique. Um, I, I found myself feeling very, very thankful that um, I'm much older now, <laughs> because if I was younger, I would have really suffered through this. I, I feel like I've had hard times in my earlier life that kind of strangely prepared. I know for a fact, uh, Dr. Shelley, that over the years that I've had the pleasure of knowing you, you have helped thousands and thousands of people. So for all the people you've helped, whether it be from listening to your radio, uh, you know, to the interviews that you do on all the media, or those of you who had the opportunity of meeting you in, pl- in in person, but have never had the opportunity of thanking you. So, from everybody out there who you've helped, thank you. 
Well, thank you, Rob. I mean, you've been holding the, the fort here for everyone to have this um, this vehicle that we can speak. And it's just, it's a great to be back. And I'm just so happy to talk to you. Yeah, I, I thank you for those kind words, Shelley. For all the listeners uh, who may not have heard you before, because, you know, the X-Zone keeps growing each and every day. I find out we're in different places and get some great email from, from our listeners. How did you start or how did you become interested in the field of past life regression? Yes, that's a good question. Um, long, long ago, when I was a kid, um, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then we ended up moving to Colorado Springs. And back in the 1970s, in the Colorado Springs area, there was um, a book that had come out called The Search for Bridie Murphy, where the subject and the hypnotherapist lived pretty close to where we lived at the time. And this was a very, very famous past life regression case about a woman who, like a lot of people, she went to the doctor, she went different places, but she was not able to get a resolution for her allergies. So she went to a hypnotherapist because sometimes people do that. And they're making some progress, but finally the therapist said to her, hey, I want you to go back to the source event of these allergies. And so she zapped back into her life um, in Ireland, and she started speaking with a heavy accent. She talked about all the people who lived in the village and everything. So bottom line is my mother met the woman at a luncheon, bought the book, and brought it home to the family dinner table when I was a little kid. And, I mean, I don't know what normal people were doing, <laughs> Rob, at their family dinner table, but we were sitting there having a conversation when I was a kid about reincarnation and there was just something about it that really rang a bell. I just said, wow, you know, this feels um, very valid to me. And the other thing that's been so cool about my friendship with Dr. Raymond Moody is I, I also read Life After Life when I was a little kid. And I right. remember sitting out on my driveway, just looking up at the sky going, oh, my God, you know, we go on from here. This is so crazy. And so um, many years after those things happened, um, a friend of mine was killed in an accident and began making appearances in different places. I saw apparitions. I was sensing presence. And so eventually somebody said, well, maybe you need to have a past life regression because maybe the two of you have unfinished business. And so I, you know, I kind of carried this, what if I had done this or that, you know, would that have made a difference um, in whether or not the person had fallen victim to an accident? So this was very difficult for me for many, many years. And when I had the regression, there was just something about seeing that. I saw that um, I had known him in the 1800s, at the turn of the century, and in the 1940s. And in all of these instances, I sensed that he had passed on, in my mind, way too soon. Um, and then I was kind of left behind. And there was something about just viewing the tragic events from kind of a different, more elevated perspective that just helped me feel instantly better from something that I had been suffering with for many, many years. And then that's when I said, you know, this is so amazing. I really believe that every issue that somebody had has could at least potentially be explored through past life regression. And I realized that I wanted to, to help other people do that. How many lifetimes have you established uh, through your own past life regression? Oh my gosh. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe 20 at this wow. point. 
I don't do the regressions all the time because I really do believe they're a tool mm-hmm. that we should be using. But because I, I do train some regressionists now, I end up getting uh, a lot more than I used to. So, you know, maybe 20 good past lives is what I've uncovered thus far. But I think we're, we're very multidimensional, as you know. So there's a lot to uncover. And sometimes I don't want to uncover everything because I think there's there's some element of mystery that is exciting as well. How far has past life regression come to be um, looked at by the established medical and scientific community? Well, it's so interesting. I mean, even, you know, when um, Brian Weiss's book came out or even when Life After Life came out, this was really groundbreaking. And so now, even in the last 20 plus years that I've been doing this, which I can't even believe it's been that long, but... People are way more open to just every new idea now. I mean, we really, I think everybody has been waiting for this shift in consciousness and we want to have in our minds this place where we can all just love each other and live a beautiful life. And maybe it hasn't fully, obviously we still have, you know, mm-hmm. room to, to grow in that area, but, but there is an opening of consciousness and um, an embracing of different kinds of belief systems. One of the books that I had that came out earlier in 2021 was called Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. And it's documenting a process that I had been doing for 15 or 16 years, but never really talked publicly about it before, where I would take people instead of to their past lives. Like if I, if I take them to the past life, just like in the Bridie Murphy case, I would say, I want you to go back to the source event of this problem. Mm-hmm. But intuitively, if I'm saying, I don't think they're there yet, I started taking people into another space where they could um, speak with the higher selves of their mother and father and then go down the ancestral line to send light to the ancestors in this process that I call genealogical regression. So this book has just come out. People are way into this now. And when I see that, you know, there are actually legit scientists now who are starting to prove that up to 50%, that's five zero, which I think is staggering. 50% of our personality, they're saying, is potentially brought directly through our DNA. All right, Dr. Shelley, you and I have to take our first break. At Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about Dr. Shelley Care, visit her website. Dr. Shelley Kerr is our special guest this hour, Exonation. Her website is pastlifelady.com. Shelley, in your new book, Blast from the Past, uh, describes spontaneous past life memories. Now, you coined the term, I hope I can get this right, super retrovi? Yes. All right, how do you define that term? Okay, so I came up with this term super retrovi mm-hmm. because it's a supernaturally 
Um, it's, it's coming in from the outside, a supernaturally induced past life memory. Oh, got it. Which is far out, I know, but um, I had many, many strange mm-hmm. experiences. And so it caused me to realize that these externally induced past life memories are, in my opinion, happening to everybody, whether they're consciously aware of it or not. Either you travel to a new place and now you're suddenly remembering when you had been there in a previous life, or you may be um, in the presence of an antique store with some antiques or artifacts at a museum. And again, they start to trigger these memories that emerge and just bubble up out of the consciousness. I have done as um, earlier Exxon Nation listeners may know, you know, I write a lot of books about gem healing, yeah. and I definitely believe that gems and minerals, because they come from different parts of the world, that some, at least part of the reason, let's say, of why we might be attracted to those is because when you pick up a stone from mm-hmm. Africa, it may be reminding you of things or Brazil or wherever the stones are coming from, it could be taking you energetically back to those places. As well as, as we've all, I'm sure, experienced, we meet people Mm -hmm. who feel very familiar to us. We've never met them before, but sometimes we're like, oh, this is wonderful. And sometimes we're like, whoa, I want to run kicking and screaming in the other direction. Right, right, yeah. It's coming from places beyond ourselves. And I'm saying maybe from past lives. Why is it that we don't, have all this recall consciously that it takes you know uh, somebody like yourself who does regressive hypnotherapy to bring this out wouldn't it be a lot easier if we had the ability at the right time and the right place to just have all this information at our fingertips I think it would be very helpful Um, the ancient Greeks believed that when we are born we Mm -hmm. choose to dip into the river of forgetfulness so that we can come here and learn lessons Um, but you know the spontaneous past life memories is causing me to realize that I think we are actually probably more aware of who we used to be than maybe we give ourselves credit for and it's just a matter of you know if we have a weird feeling taking a beat and thinking about why am I having that feeling and consciously tuning into it. I just think we're not really, um, we're not really equipped to do that. We're not, you know, we're just not conditioned, let's say by the society to act like that. Hmm. So how long does it take you when you, when somebody agrees to be hypnotized for the purpose of past life, how long does it take you from the, from the moment that you start to the time where the person is actually in that, that zone of, of reliving a past life? Um, it really doesn't actually take that long, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. Um, if people do private sessions with me now, they usually last an hour and a half, but a lot of that is mm-hmm. you know leading up into the process. And part of it has to do with, I, I need to educate people about when we're going into these experiences, um, the, I'm sending them into like an alpha state. So it's almost like they're listening to a guided meditation CD. We're not asleep. We're remembering what's happening. But yet now I'm asking people questions that nobody's ever asked maybe before. So now a picture, a thought or feeling is going to come up. But the part of them that's still awake is sitting there looking at that going, wow, that's crazy. Or it feels like I'm making this up. So 
you know, part of right. it is kind of allowing them to be okay with the things that are emerging. But how do you decipher whether a person is actually having a past life experience that they actually had lived before compared to a life that they would have liked to have lived before? That's a great question. And, you know, I mean, I've said it this whole time I've been doing this. I have absolutely no proof that these things are real. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that past life regression is a therapeutic technique so that if, let's say it is the life that you truly wanted to live, yeah. but if I'm asking you, okay, Rob, great, well, why is that life in the Middle Ages? How is that thing that you just described applying to what we're doing now? And how are you going to actually use the information to make this day and your future much better? Because that's the only reason why we would look at it in the first place. But I don't know, I mean, there's no way that any of us are ever going to be able to prove that it's real. All right, here's a weird question that I'm sure you've never been asked before. But you know me, weird <laughs> questions are my forte. Yay! Has anyone ever been given a lie detector test while under past life regression? Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I'm going to go Google that. I don't know the answer to that, but that actually sounds fascinating. But you know what I would bet would happen? Hmm. I truly believe that people believe the things that they're telling themselves. They have a story yeah. about this thing. Again, I'm using that as a random sure, example yeah. about the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. You know, they did this or they knew this person. And, oh, my gosh, that person's acting the same way then as they are now. And great. Can we can we forgive them? Can we do a healing? I think they truly do believe it. That's the thing. So that that's why I could never say, like, um, in one of my early, early books, Lifestream, I was talking about in my early career, I had regressed six Cleopatras in Dallas, Texas alone. Well, how is that even possible? Come on. Yeah. So even if it's an archetype, if they could still tell me why that's relating to something and they're going to use it, you know, to further world peace and, you know, love and light to all that they encounter, then I'm all for it, you know. But if you've got these, all these Cleopatras in one place, um, what is the, like, I, I understand what you're saying, how it would, you know, like, as long as it brings love, peace, and joy, you know, no harm, no foul. I understand that. But what does that tell us about the human psyche and the ability to want to relive or, or be in somebody's lifestyle so much that in the subconscious, they're actually role-playing. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think it's a segment of the population because I tell you, 90% of the time, people regress back to very mundane existences where they're doing things that are so um, average and really, ordinary yeah? that that's part of what makes me feel that it's, it's more believable because they certainly wouldn't come up with some of this stuff. The archetypal ones who want to be Cleopatra, that's probably a different personality type. There's another good question. How can you decipher whether it's past life or multiple personality syndrome? Oh, wow. That would be very interesting. Um, again, I guess it would be more of an intuitive thing. Hmm. Um, I've, I've definitely worked with some people who had some different things going on with themselves. But I would say most of the time, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Would a person who has a degree in history or archaeology, anthropology, 
would their past life be different from then a person who has completed high school and is a blue collar worker? This is good stuff tonight, Rob. I love it. Um, I think that there is something to be said. I, I just finished writing a new book that'll probably, I think it's coming out in a year, um, that is very historically researched. And one of the things with the, um, the clients who dig into certain pieces of history, mm-hmm. there is something to be said for if, they're, if they are into that history or if they are, were a history teacher, like you said, yeah. they would definitely be more likely to be able to embellish the experience with details that, you know, all the rest of us really wouldn't probably have. And I, I do think that there is a certain aspect to maybe the popular culture um, maybe they saw a movie. They, I, I, I think that's there, there's a two way street here. Maybe they saw a movie, they found it fascinating, and now they think they lived that life. Or the movie really could have triggered and brought up some dormant memory. But it's like we said before. I just I don't know really how we would fully discern that. So I, I definitely think a history teacher could have a lot more rich experience, probably though, than the rest of us. All right, uh, Shelley, you and I have to take our break at the bottom of the hour for the news. Uh, but before we go, Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Dr. Shelley Kerr. And if you'd like to find out more about Shelley, or if you'd like to uh, find out more about her new book, Bla- a Blast from the Past, or the many other great books that Shelley has written, visit her website, pastlifelady.com. That's www.pastlifelady.com. And here's what I'd like you to do, Exo Nation. If you believe that you've had a past life, or if you've gone to a regressionist and discovered your past lives, send me an email. Tell me about them at exxon at exxonradiotv.com. That's exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And uh, Dr. Kerr and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, my special guest, Dr. Shelley Kerr, on the other side of this news break. So don't go away. All I wanted was a sweet distraction for an hour or two. Had no intention to do the things we've done. Dr. Shelley Kerr is our special guest, Exonation. Uh, her website, pastlifelady.com. Uh, Shelley, uh, what did the ancient philosopher Plato say about soul re- recollection, and uh, how does that differ from what you're talking about in the book? 
That is also a great question. Um, Plato identified something he called anamnesis, which is a soul knowing. Mm -hmm. And so that would be like, I always used to tell people, well, I know I had a past life in England. It's just something that I believe. I mean, I don't need anyone to tell me about it. And so um, I think everybody has certain things that they just know about themselves at a deep level that comes from something that's very deep within the soul. And so I think it's still different than supretrovi, though, because the spontaneous past life memory tends to, you know, you're out traveling, you were minding your own business, and now all of a sudden, bam, something's hit. A, a new thought that you have never thought before starts emerging in your mind because of some external stimulus. So I think it's a little bit different, but it, it is another fascinating area. Have there been any great historical figures who have claimed to have had past lives? Oh, wow. Now you're blowing my mind here. Um, I don't know why I can't think of any right off the top of my okay. head, but I know they must have. Do you know some? No, that's why I was asking you, my friend. Well, wow, I'm going to have to think about that. Okay. You know what? That's another thing I love about you, Shelley. Like, there's, <laughs> there's many things that make you a great person in my mind. But your honesty. So many other people would, would come up with names, but you being the honest person you are, and that's why I give so much credibility to the work that you do, is because you're honest. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Well, I really don't know. I mean, the truth is, if we knew yeah. everything, would we even still be here? I mean, if this isn't a learning experience, then it wouldn't even be any fun. Come on. Yeah, that's I'm true. I'm thinking about Mark Twain, but I might be thinking about a story about him. So now now you've got me again. I'm going to have to go. Be, I'm going to be Googling tonight. All Thanks right. To you, uh, uh, sorry you. about that. I, I didn't mean it. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, that's it is. You know, inquiring minds want to know. Shelley, has there ever been a case where you've put somebody into hypnosis, you brought them back into a past life that you have just been blown away? Oh my gosh. You know, it's still one of my favorites that I ever did. And this is a true story. It was a man who was afraid of the dark. And so he would show up to his house every night and have to leave all the lights on. And he wanted to have a past life regression because obviously um, regressions can be used for phobias. Hello, it's very effective. So I took him back. It's It wasn't a real mind-blowing regression, but he went back to a farmhouse, and I believe it was in the 1700s, if I remember correctly. And he saw that he was a little boy, and he was walking through the house, and there was this doorway that led down this long flight of stairs into a basement. And his parents said, don't go down there. So obviously, like any kid, what are you going to do? You're going to go down there. So apparently, as he was going down the stairs, he fell to his death. And so we did, we lifted him up into the space in between lives and did a healing and cut some cords, etc. And then in this case, because I was attempting to get him to reframe reality, I said, okay, well, let's go back into that scene, but I want you to go to the top of the stairs imagine because this is there's no electricity obviously mm -hmm. just imagine there's a little candle holder there and you can light a candle and you can put a candle there we're going to light the staircase up and we're going to go downstairs and just see what was so wonderful that your curiosity just couldn't resist it so he went down the stairs and he looked around the basement and he described the things that were in the basement and then he walked back up and he shut the door and so then again um we have to say, is this really working for anybody or not? So I 
ran into the guy sometime later and he said, you're not going to believe this, but I have to tell you, this worked. This um, remedied my fear of the dark. And it's amazing. And he said, I don't, I don't have that problem anymore because that's, a, he had identified what I mentioned earlier in the show, which right. is we have to get to the source. And so that was still one of the best cases I've ever had. Have you ever had a case where the person was living another life, but on another, another planet or another plane of existence? Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, I've had people, well, there's a lot of different kinds. Um, sometimes people are floating out in the universe, like as a little bubble of light. Um, others believe that they, you know, are living in, I've, I've had them go out to spaceships and they're, you know, cruising around the galaxy. I've had them uh, making kind of arrangements with certain extraterrestrial races and all kinds of things, everything in between. How do you find those cases when it comes to credibility? You know, you know, having an experience here on this planet in the past is one thing, but to to have a past life that you know supersedes the commonality of this reality and this planet, do you find that the credibility factor is any different? I many years ago, I don't even know. We talk, if we talked about this, it's been many years ago, but, you know, I grew up in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and so it's very common there that people believe they see extraterrestrials and things like that. Right. And now that my parents are getting older, they are more open about talking about the fact that they really believe that they saw something when they were um, first married out on I- I-25 near the White Sands Missile Range, which is where they were, you know, testing all the nuclear bombs right. and things. So I kind of grew up with the belief in extraterrestrials, which isn't, again, just like, again, I'm not a normal person. We already knew that. Okay. Um, The other piece, though, is that after I started getting into this business, Mm -hmm. I started doing a lot of energy healing, and I was driving across the desert to go work at a spa in Santa Fe, and I was taking a quick power nap, and I saw some blue lady pop into my interior mind kind of on an interdimensional level and I really then I saw other people would come up and say hey there's some blue woman standing behind you I hadn't told them that so I do think that there are ways that some people are seeing um, different dimensional realities and I feel like you know on earth we are an amazing planet but when we look up in the sky I just I've never personally been able to deny the fact that Surely we're not the only things out right. here. And I think there's got to be something to it. Is it credible? I can't prove it either, yeah. but I, I definitely don't dismiss that. All right. This question is is totally out of left field. Great. Okay. Has anybody ever gone through past life regression and talked about being an animal in a past oh, life? Oh, yes. Really? Yes. Wow. I just had one yesterday. Yes. Um. One of the other books that came out a couple of years ago, it just won a Visionary Resources Award for 2021 as one of the best books of the year. Oh, well, congratulations. Um, thank you. It's called Past Lives with Pets, Rob. My goodness. Yes. It's about people who went on regressions. And in a regression, we visit several different places. But one of the byproducts might be like, oh, I'm in France and there's my poodle. You know, I know him in this life too. And then some of those case histories are people who be- were said that they were animals 
Um, yesterday, I regressed someone who saw herself as a bird in very early prehistoric times, just kind of flying around. And mm. there's a level of like connecting to consciousness with that and stuff. So yeah, I have a whole book of animals. Fascinating. Yes. The the, the ET question. Um, if if we cannot progress in a past life, right? We can't go into something in the future because the future hasn't happened yet. Am I correct? Right. So how could somebody be an extraterrestrial in another life if that extraterrestrial not only is a different physiology, but also has a, I would imagine, coming from a time in place and space where they were where they were much more advanced yeah this is another weird thing i got into that is a is um a blast from the past Mm -hmm. um back in 2005 i published a book called beyond reality evidence of parallel universes where i actually guided clientele into alternative dimensions because many people were claiming they were with space creatures or they're living a simultaneous life in addition to this one. They're also living, you know, on the other side of the world in a village right. and that these are concurrent years and things like that. One of the big pieces of um, value, let's just say, that came out of that was um, an exercise we would do to go back to an event that happened to you earlier in your current life where you had to make a critical life decision. There's a fork in the road and you know that that decision was huge and that what you decided really altered the rest of your life. And so they'd go back to the fork in the road and I'd have them go ahead and go down the other path to see what happens. And in every instance, they came back from that experience knowing that the choice that they actually made was the correct choice for them. All right, stand by, Shelley. You and I have to take our final break. And Nation, our guest this hour, the one and only Dr. Shelley Kerr. And if you'd like to find out more about Shelley, her books... What makes Shelley tick? Visit her website, pastlifelady.com. I'm Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Dr. Shelley Kerr is our guest, www.pastlifelady.com. Shelley, is reincarnation part of past life regression? 
Um, I think it it is. It's the construct for the belief of it. Like you would have to believe the reincarnation. Well, I wait. I guess I have to say you don't really have to believe in reincarnation mm-hmm. to do a past life regression, but obviously it would help. So you would need to think that yeah, maybe I have lived prior to this current experience that I'm having. And then from there, from that mindset, then we can go back and see what those things were. So we can say that belief in reincarnation is prevalent to someone who goes through past life regression. Yes. It wouldn't be, I guess, completely necessary. Um, Certainly we could regress people to different events in their current life, but to go into the past, normally the person believes in it. But but a lot of them maybe had a very strict religious upbringing or something, and now they're just kind of maybe more open or, again, or maybe they went to all the other avenues to try to solve the problem, and it isn't getting solved. So now they're just open to anything. Speaking about being open to everything and anything... Is, is there a common thread between the people who are success or who are successful but undergoing past life regression? Um, I alluded earlier to the idea that they when pictures, thoughts and feelings come up, mm-hmm. if they seem a little wacko, we still have to honor that creative, imaginative part of the self because healing is created through our imagination. And when we can follow those, it's kind of like dream imagery. I mean, when we think of some of the stuff we're dreaming about, it's pretty crazy. But sometimes there's messages there. So likewise, if a random thought comes up, as long as I can get them to successfully at least go with it, let's just go with it and see where it takes us, then they will be successful. I, I, I guess what I was, I was trying to get at, Shelley, is doing the amount of past life regressions that you have done, is, is there a common thread between... Um, uh, the, the psychological buildup of the people who who have, you know, gone through the regression, have had the life, past life uh, experience. Is is there anything that is the same right across the board? I would say, for the most part, they're people who have usually been following the spiritual path for quite a while, and then. Quite often, this might have been something mm-hmm. that they've looked in a lot of different areas, and this is just almost like a bucket list item for them in some way. So they're usually on the path, maybe meditators and things like that. Very, very common. Could past life explain love at first sight? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's kind of what I'm talking about in Blast from the Past. You know, you're going, oh, we're in love, you yeah. know, but you, just, you don't even know them, right? I, I have an article that's going to be coming out on Llewellyn's website. I don't know if it's out there yet, but I'm saying, okay, if you meet someone at lunchtime and by dinner, you're ready to move in together. Okay, that might be a sign, you know, that we've got a past life situation happening. Or you're running, kicking and screaming down the street to get away from them. It would mm. be the same thing. Absolutely. In your opinion, what is the most awe-inspiring conclusion or revelation that that you yourself has have formulated because of the the number of past life regressions that you yourself have done on other people that i believe that we have um a deeper consciousness that's that's residing within us 
that is very difficult to break through to when we are being bombarded by this material world that we live in. Um, on a personal basis, I've, I've attempted to the best of my ability to transcend that consciousness through meditation. But I, I think that a lot of times, um, many of the people who come to me, meditation maybe isn't some, they, they, they might have been meditating some, but maybe they haven't gotten to the depths of, of what they're trying to dig out of that. And I think um, doing the regression can help to, to kind of speed up that process to really get to the roots of some of the core issues that people are dealing with, or really even more importantly, like the core issue of who they actually are as a person, because I think there's an aspect of of really wanting to understand who you really are and, and getting in touch with yourself so that a self-acceptance, um, a self-love, if you will, could start to come from that. And so um, if people ha haven't really broken through the barrier in meditation, I think that's that's something that can be, I don't want to say shortcutted, sure. but it can, it can definitely be facilitated through past life regression. In many of the religious books around the world, there are examples of prophecies, and a prophecy is something that is going to happen in the future. For example, the coming of the Messiah uh, and, and other prophetic works that are found within each and every religious book. Are there any examples of past lives, to your knowledge, in any of the religious books? I'll say again, I don't I don't remember exactly which book, but I have understood that there were books in the Bible, mm -hmm. supposedly, that, where past lives were mentioned and then they were potentially taken out during the meeting in Constantinople. Now, I can't name them right off the top of my head, but there is an idea that some of these ideas are very, very ancient and had been known by many, but that in this quest to kind of control the masses and make sure people realize, no, there is no reincarnation. You better, you better be good and you better get it right this time. Otherwise you're going to go to the fiery depths of, of hell. And that, and that's going to be the end of you. I, I just, that's the other thing, I guess I've never believed in that mm -hmm. part of my parental upbringing. I guess my parents just never believed in that either. I, I don't understand a God that would say, okay, these are okay, but everybody else is going to burn in a fiery hell? I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. So Yeah, and no, it, no, it doesn't. But um, once again, what I was trying to get at is not proving uh, reincarnation, but proving the existence of past lives. Uh, any mention of those in the Bible or any other religious book that you're aware of? I can't speak to it with any um, specific specificity, or I don't even know that word. But it, I know, like in the book of Ezekiel and some of these others, there's mm -hmm. some really far out stuff. But I can't speak to it gotcha. with authority. So, all right, we've got about uh, three minutes left. My producer just told me. I'm sorry, two minutes left. Um, what are your final thoughts that you'd like to share with the Exxon Nation tonight about? what we've been talking about past lives and uh, everything else that uh, that is affected by your investigation into the past life phenomenon the new research um, in this latest book is kind of the, my my reason for writing it is because I believe that when we're going about our daily lives mm -hmm. whether it's caused from a past life or not I'm just saying that's one of my theories 
that sometimes there's very pleasant things happening to us. There's very unpleasant things. And I've had personal experience of going on trips and things where I had a horrible experience. And then I used the regression process, the processes in this book to kind of heal some of those yeah. things so that I could return to those places and actually enjoy myself. And so for me, the whole gist of doing any of these exercises or processes would be to try to level out some of the highs and lows, particularly the lows, so that we can experience greater peace and greater presence in the present moment so that we can have a happy life in this time that we have, that we've been given. That's what I hope for people. My final question is, uh, what overall benefits can people experience by becoming more aware of your soup retrovi? I think that just becoming aware of our feelings in different moments, like if you go to a new place, do you love it there? Are you hating it? Just kind of tuning into that a little bit and bringing more conscious awareness to how we're actually feeling in the moment is the first step towards, um, again, creating greater peace. And so by looking into this and asking, well, maybe I lived in a past life, maybe this could be healed. Maybe I should dig deeper and, and see what could come of this. The book has a lot of exercises to hopefully help people, again, bring more peace, more of the time into daily life. As always, Dr. Whenever you're with us, time flies by so fast. Uh, first of all, Shelley, as always, thank you so much for coming on the show and my congratulations to you for all the great work that you've done and once again for all the people you've helped over the years. Thank you so much. Likewise, Rob. You Blessings take, to you. Take care of yourself, my friend. We'll have to have you back on in the near future because you're, you're always astounding me. <laughs> you are astounding me today, Rob. This is fantastic. Stuff. Take care, my Love good it. friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Bye-bye, dear. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour has been a good friend of the Exxon, and I consider Shelley to be one of my friends. Dr. Shelley Care. And that's uh, pastlifelady.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And um, don't forget, we've got some fantastic and fabulous programming available for you, 724-365 on the X-Zone TV channel. Find out more about that by going to simultv.com. <laughs>